0: So speaking about mantras, we are going to first talk about the practice of repeating a mantra 108 times. Uh, Now there's several reasons why uh, that mantras traditionally have been repeated that many times. And one of the reasons is because in 5000 BC, that is that long ago they figured this out, which blows my mind. Uh, They discovered that the calculation of the diameter of the sun multiplied 108 times gives you the distance from the earth to the sun. And correspondingly, the diameter of the moon multiplied 108 times gives you the distance from the earth to the moon. So the diameter of the sun is um, 864,327 miles times 108 which is 93,347,351 miles. Now the distance from the sun is at a minimum of 91 million miles to a maximum of 94.1 million miles. So it's like this uh, orbit that's not perfectly that calculation that we did with 108 because the earth has an elliptical orbit. Now, similarly, the diameter of the moon, and you can find all of these kind of calculations in your handout uh, for your mantras. The diameter of the moon is 2,159 miles times 108, which gives you 233,172 miles. The distance of the Earth to the moon is a minimum of 225,000. 622 miles to a maximum of 252 and 88 miles to the moon so the, the moon has an elliptical orbit as well so this minimum and maximum is based on that so that calculation is in the middle range of that how they figured that out like seven thousand years ago is like beyond me that's so cool to think about Um, So, mantras, when they figured that out, were requested to be repeated 108 times to ward off negative planetary influences that may influence the desired outcome of prayers. So, um, it's also based on the system of nine planets, so we have 12 constellations and nine planets And those nine planets move through the ecliptic of those 12 constellations. We touched on that when we were talking about planetary influences last time. And this leaves us 9 times 12 with 108. Uh, So we have 108 different planetary positions or effects or influences that need to be harmonized or pacified is the theory behind why we chant mantras 108 times. And i um, just going to read through some other fun facts. Because mantras are precise sound vibrations that produce geometric patterns, it is imperative that they be recited correctly with the appropriate intonation and pronunciation. Now, this is specifically for Sanskrit. So Sanskrit and also um, Hebrew produce a lot of cymatic shapes. We talked about cymatics, that sound produces geometric formations. And um, not many other languages do, so, but it's, it's really cool that those two languages um, have more semantic shapes in it. It's not as if English doesn't have any, it's just it doesn't have as many. Um, the geometric visual pattern of the sound vibration containing a particular information code is called a yantra. A yantra is a sacred diagram that transmits subtle information of mystical significance to the one who looks at it. Like a mantra, each yantra embodies a very particular meaning, opening inner awareness and receptivity to the information that the yantra expresses. So um, mandalas, they, they can hold a similar vibration just by meditating on a mandala you can pick up the vibratory influences of that mandala even going into Connie's restroom and looking at the mat that's a yantra that geometric pattern on that mat is a yantra so just by having something in your physical space affects your own vibration just by having this beautiful painting that cassandra brought in today affects our physical vibration Uh, so we were talking about being aware of the colors that we wear being also aware of what we surround ourselves with now coming back to your handout um so mantra comes from manas or mind or try, which means to protect or to free from. So it means to free from the mind. I talked about earlier how I use one mantra in particular, Om Namah Shivaya, whenever a song gets stuck in my head and it works like a charm. Um, so we're gonna do that mantra together afterwards and I'm gonna teach you a technique so that you won't need uh, mandala, or, sorry, uh, a bead, beaded necklace. Give me the name. My, Mala, Mala. thank you. My brain was giving me a fart. So, uh, you won't need mala beads. uh, To do this, you can actually just use your fingers. And I will teach you that technique in just a second. So, mantras are energy-based sounds. Saying any word produces physical vibration over time the words vibration holds the meaning with intention it gets magnified so just like we were talking about how we are that conduit we are that antenna mantras are another way to amplify that antenna to send that signal out Um, it's like turning the volume up mantras correspond to specific spiritual energy and a state of consciousness in seed form If practiced enough, the mantra will produce a state where the organism vibrates in tune with the energy contained in the mantra. So you take on the vibration of the mantra. The definitions of the mantra come from the results of repeating the mantra or the intentions of the originators of them. So again, it might be that the mantra produces a cymatic shape that has a physical effect on the body, or it might be that the mantra that was created had an intention that is infused within it. And you can create your own mantras, and maybe it's just a random set of sounds that you repeat over and over again, but it's not random anymore because you put that intention embedded it into it. So I, I wanna really stress the point that mantras are not just Sanskrit. That is one form of mantras. That's the most well-known form of mantras. And it's actually a good place to start if you don't really know where to start um, because they are so powerful. Just the pronunciation of Sanskrit is powerful in and of itself. However, if that's not your jazz, that's okay. You can make up your own mantra. You can make up basically a sound that you repeat. For example, if it's something that I want to relax myself I could make a set of sounds that are really relaxing and repeat that over and over again.
1: OM-BA, OM-BA,
0: OM-BA, that's a mantra, like it doesn't have to be the set routine of things. Um, if If I repeated that over and over and over again, the more I do it, the more power you're giving to that sound. The more you're like charging that sound up, the more significance that sound will have over time in particular, the more times that you repeat it. Mantras eventually quiet the mind by vibrating deep into the subconscious mind. And mantras are sonic formulae that takes us beyond the the thought or busy mind chatter and connects our awareness directly and immediately to deep states of energy and consciousness. So I like this overall quote Um, And I'm going to mispronounce the name at the end of the quote, so I think I'm going to spell the name out. But uh, the quote is, the practice of a mantra actually needs the flesh of the body with sound. The delicate tissues of the elaborate bundles of nerves are subjected to constant hammering, a seizure of the flesh by the vibrations of divine sound and that is from H-A-Z-R-A-T-I-N-A-Y-A-T-K-H-A-N. It's a first, middle, and last name. So the mantra, the singing of the mantra, is just one form of working with it. You can also recite it silently, chanting it throughout the day in your head, or you can say it out loud by just speaking it. A mantra that is said internally and not spoken out loud is going to have more of an effect on you personally in your internal landscape. Something that is said out loud is going to have more of an effect on your outside physical experience. Mm-hmm. Mantras are a tool that can help you change circumstances in our lives by changing our perspective of them. There are mantras for abundance for clearing obstacles for creativity for health and so on so this taps directly into what we were talking about earlier with our thoughts create our reality and how um, by changing our perspective of something completely changes how we move through the world again coming back to cassandra's painting she was sitting from a different angle looking at her painting again she saw that the water she had painted was moving. She saw it from a different angle, and she realized, Oh, my goodness, I did it. This thing I've been working on for months and getting so frustrated with and then I look over and just like, wow, I actually did it. So in Vedic Hinduism, 40 days is the standard length of concentrated mantra discipline. Generally, a mala is used with which corresponds with the 108 beads to keep track of the number of repetitions. So I'm going to teach you guys how to use your fingers instead of a mala because sometimes we don't have a mala and you might be walking down the street super stressed out or have a song stuck in your head that you want to get out and you don't have a mala bead but you want to practice and you want to maybe try to do it 108 times. So just thinking about what we talked about with the planets, we have nine planets and nine still including Pluto in there, I love Pluto. (laughs) Um, And we have the 12 constellations. So 12 times nine equals 108. So what we're gonna do, you see all these little sections of our fingers here, and we're only gonna use our four fingers, we're not gonna use our thumb, our thumb's gonna be our counter. And you're gonna break up your finger into those three sections where, um, when you bend your finger, you can very clearly see those three sections of your finger. You're going to place your thumb on your pointer for your first section. And you're going to repeat the mantra for each section of your finger. Now you'll notice you have four fingers. You have three sections on each. That's 12. So on the opposite hand, we're going to use those three sections, but we're only going to go to our ring finger. We're not going to count our pinky. Because 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So if we counted the pinky, we'd have 12 again, but we want to do 9. So each time that we complete one hand of a mantra on the hand that we're using 12, we are going to move the finger on the opposite hand down to the next section. So for example, if I'm counting the 12 on my left hand, I'm going to count each time I complete the rotation of 12 on my left hand, I'm going to move my right hand to the next section. So each cycle I complete on my left hand, I will move to a new section on my right. Uh, If you have confusion, you can look this up and it's definitely out there as a cheat sheet in many different forms of using your fingers in the sections to count the mantra. So again, we're going to be doing Om Namah Shivaya. A brief overview of what Om Namah Shivaya represents and means is to get on your life purpose path. Again, I shared with you the song that came to me about being a lost soul traveling South America. And so that was on my mind quite frequently. Like, where am I going? What am I supposed to do? What is my life calling? I have no idea. So when I came across that mantra, I was just like, that's my mantra. I didn't even know what it meant at first, but then when I found out the meaning, I'm just like, well, no wonder that's my mantra. So and if I change, you know, over the years, I might be drawn to another mantra, uh, which I have been drawn to other mantras, but that's like my foundation that I still go to. So let's uh, put our thumbs onto our index fingers or pointer pointer fingers. And on the very tip, we're going to start with both thumbs on each point your finger we're going to center ourselves feeling where we are sitting on our sits bones I'm going to take a moment and tuning in setting our intention for saying this mantra and my intention right now is to share this tool with you to share this tool and hopefully give you another thing that you can reach for to help balance yourself to help recenter yourself and to help you see your path clearly knowing what to do with the next step as I repeat the mantra you can listen to it first for the pronunciation Once you feel comfortable, please join me. And each time the mantra is completed, move your finger on your left hand to the next section.
1: Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. shivaya. <Front room> om, shivayah, om Namah Shivaya. Om, om Namah Shivaya. 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 Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya 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 Om Shivaya Om Shivaya Shivaya Om Namah 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 Shivaya Om 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 Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya.
0: Having a moment of silence to integrate. And slowly start to press your hands across your body. I like to press my hands down into my feet, really feeling my feet on the ground, recentering myself, regrounding myself. Noticing how you feel, noticing what came up as you were doing the practice. Noticing what came easily for you and what may be a little bit more challenging through the process. And slowly and gently opening your eyes when you're ready. The next mantra that I want to share, I almost said instead of Om Namah Shivaya, is Om Mani Padme Hum and you will see on the back of your handout, the very last page, the explanation of Om Mani Padme Hum. This mantra is really, really good for compassion. And just a simple explanation of each syllable om, ma, ni, pad, me, hum. Om purifies ego, meaning everything. Om, everything. Ma purifies jealousy. Ni purifies passion, so mani means pure jewel, compassion, and love. Pad purifies ignorance. Me purifies greed, so padme. Is means lotus or wisdom. Hum purifies hatred, and hum means unifies spiritual methods with wisdom. So uh, that I've had one of the most profound uh, experiences chanting in a group of people, uh, where it was like a huge heart opening experience. So I, I personally love this mantra as well and highly encourage you to practice this mantra on your own. Again, it's Om Mani Padme Hum.